0: want to thank you for joining in with us this afternoon or maybe it's morning where you are you know maybe you're in the middle of your day certainly we thank him praise god for you and appreciate your ears appreciate you joining in with us you are listening to sunday morning live that is sml inside the pages with me pastor carl henderson presented by cornerstone apostolic church Located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, that is Pomona, California. And today is July 22nd, 2021. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m., Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m., and Thursday Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the Word of God. Therefore, we are faithful, we are bold, we are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Listen, if you hadn't heard, we're in the book of Revelation on Sunday mornings, and we are covering, we are covering what God has to say to the church. And you know what we found out is that the the contact that God made with John, he wanted him to address it with the pastors first. The word always goes to the pastor to the leaders first and so the leaders were being instructed on what God had made observation of what he was concerned about what he wanted to encourage them with and the rewards and so we're taking a dynamic view and teaching of the book of Revelation and, and want you to know that there's a blessing Uh, According to Revelation 1 and 3, it says that uh, to him that hears, uh, read it, and keep the words of the the testimony that they'll be blessed. And so certainly your home will be blessed. You will be blessed inside and out uh, by reading, hearing, and keeping the word of God. We're going to go into the book of Acts, the 17th chapter, beginning at verse 16 through uh, verse 21 and so uh, I hope you're ready I hope your day is blessed as you start out or maybe in the middle of your day or as it come to an end know that you're blessed that you are blessed in Christ Jesus know that there's nobody greater than him there's no one greater nobody greater no one is greater than our Lord and Savior that's what the song is saying uh, there, there's no one greater than you Lord no one greater than you Searched the word all over, went over, went to the highest mountain, to the deepest valley, across the bluest sea, and couldn't find no one to compare. Somebody was looking for someone to compare God with. Now, they, they know that thir- hunger and thirst is for God, but they're trying everything else. They're trying men, they're trying women, they're trying uh, self-sedating, they're trying to find what their soul is truly thirsty for. I don't know if you've been there. I don't know uh, you know, uh, if, if you have experienced that. I know I did. And I found out all the time, he was there all the time through all of the experiments that I was trying, all the, the testing that I was doing to try to find satisfaction. He was there all the time just waiting just waiting to fulfill the need it was predestined it was predestined somebody witnessed to me one day and told me about the Lord someone told me about Jesus the Holy Ghost told me about water baptism washing sin away that I didn't have to walk around with shame and sin in my life and you know and and, and, and told they even let me know that it wasn't a sprint. That is not something that you just run up and do and all of a sudden everything changes and and all of a sudden everything is is a valley of roses. They let me know it was a marathon. That is a day by day, step by step, but you can make it. And I'm here today to tell you that you can make it as well. Bless your Lord Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we thank you for your goodness We thank you for your grace and your mercy today, Lord God. Lord Jesus, we're here to honor you. We're here to honor your name. We're here to honor your word. We're here to honor and to hear what you have to say to us. Lord God, we pray and ask that you would bless each one in the sound of my voice, those that are listening near, those that are far away, those that will hear the message later within their time zone. Lord, we honor you, Lord God, for your presence. We honor you for just the mere fact that you put uh, your your thought is on our mind, Lord God, that you made us aware of your presence and you gave us a hunger and thirst for righteousness. Uh, we just thank you, Lord God, for for uh, your goodness. Your goodness is what has led us to repentance. Your goodness led us to have a change of heart, to uh, Lord God, to acknowledge our what we were doing. And to change our ways. Lord God, touch those that are sick in their body. Those that are dealing with situations, Lord God, you know and understand uh, what favor is needed. You know and understand, Lord God, where wisdom, and understanding is needed. Knowledge is needed, Lord God. You said, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask you. I pray and ask that you would bless us with wisdom. Bless us with your knowledge and understanding. Lord, not just in scripture, but even in our natural lives, Lord God, and whatever our skill, our vocation is, Lord Jesus, help us, Lord God, to, to do what is necessary, Lord Jesus, and to do it unto you so that it's pleasing to men. Lord God, And we ask these blessings in the name of Jesus, Lord God, and we just want to say thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord God, and and bless our children, Lord Jesus, our neighbors, those that we come in contact with, our associates, Lord God, that they may see you and come to know you, in Jesus' name, amen. In the book of Acts, the 17th chapter, uh, beginning at verse 16, uh, the Bible says, now while Paul waited for them in Athens, his spirit was stirred in him when he saw the city wholly given to idolatry therefore disputed he in the synagogue with the jews and with the, the devout persons and in the marketplace the market daily with them that met with him then certain philosophers of the epicurean and the uh, stoics encountered him and some said what will this babbler say uh, other some he seemeth to be set forth uh, of strange gods, because he preached unto them Jesus and the resurrection, and they took him and brought him before arrow arrow uh, Pegasus, uh, saying, "May we know what this new doctrine whereof thou speakest is?" for thou bringest certain strange things to our ears, when we, we would know, therefore, what these things mean. For all the Athens and strangers which were there spent their time and nothing else but either to tell or to hear something new. That's what they spent their time doing. They wanted to hear or tell something new. Wanted to hear or tell something new, some new thing. And so, uh, you know, a thought this evening is something new. It's strange, is different. New means a thing considered did not exist before, at least to them or to you, didn't exist before. Uh, It was never introduced. It was just recently discovered or exposed to a person or or group of people for the first time. Whereas strange is unusual. Mm -hmm. Or surprising. Uh, Surprising in a way that it can even be unsettling. Uh, It unsettled them. Uh, maybe uh, have to be searched out. You know, there are some things when you hear it, you need to uh, search it out. Uh, And so um, after being exposed to it, it means that you need to get, because it's strange, you need to get a better understanding. Luke wrote to us and he said in his uh, first epistle to Theophilus uh, that the reaction of the crowd listening to Jesus uh, said that they were amazed. They A great surprise. They were amazed uh, when they uh, they were astonished. That's what the scripture says. They were astonished at his doctrine for his word uh, was with power. When Jesus ministered, he ministered uh, with power. uh, Unlike some of our So many that are putting on a show, Jesus was not putting on a show for anyone because this is about your soul salvation. Uh, This ministry, Cornerstone Upstart, is not about a show. It is about your soul salvation. That's all that we are, the, the saints at Cornerstone is interested in is that brother, sister, that you are saved. You're saved, you're seeking the Lord for your soul salvation. That's what the ministry is about. The 16th verse says, now, while Paul waited for them in Athens, his spirit was stirred in him when he saw the city wholly given to idolatry. And, you know, remember Paul, when they had um, conducted him, they brought him to Athens, receiving a, a commandment uh, unto Silas and Timothy to come to him with all speed. They departed. And so Paul was waiting for uh, his uh, his brothers in the gospel, uh, Silas, who was a prophet, Timothy, who was being mentored by Paul as well, just like Barnabas mentored Paul. Uh, he was waiting for them uh, at Athens. And so while Paul waited for Silas and Timothy's arrival, uh, he made observation of his surroundings. Have you made any observations of your surroundings lately? you know, I was having a discussion with someone earlier and we were talking about how um, how things around us have changed and uh, stuff is being uh, you're being exposed to stuff repeatedly uh, and is desensitizing those that are not aware. It appears that it's okay when it's not. If it's against the word of god it is not okay that's the best way i can put it right now if it's against the word of god it is not okay i don't care how loving it might seem how how sensitive it might seem how cute it might see appear to be oh how how gentle it look oh they have puppy dog eyes Oh, they seem so sweet. No, if it's against the word of God, it is not right. You're not to allow yourself to become uh, being desensitized. No, you need to be aware. Because the moment you look at a situation that is out the will of God and begin to say, oh, how cute that is, you know, putting your hands up together and leaning your chin against your face and, you know, daydreaming about how wonderful that looked. You better know the Bible says that there is a warning to those that take pleasure in another man's sin. Do not take pleasure in sin that is against the word of God. And so all sin is against the word of God. No matter, I don't care how many laws they pass, what they might say, how they may say freedom of speech, how they may say, nope, you can get married. Nope, you can do all, if it, it is against the word of God, his word is not going to change. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his word is not going to change. Don't you get caught up in that mess. Don't become desensitized, but know and, and that it is the word of God. And uh, and so Paul was stirred up when he saw the city wholly given over to um, to idolatry. The city of Athens was overtaken in worshiping any and everything. Athens is the capital of Attica, one of the most prominent cities of the ancient world and was considered a seat of Greek literature and art during the golden period of Grecian history and was full of zeal in the worship of gods and goddesses. One historian said it was, uh, said it was easier to find a God in Athens than to find a man. And so from my understanding, uh, Athens had statues, uh, images all over the place. Uh, and so um, they really was into, you know, the Greek culture. And we see, we see that in movies, you know, if you watched Hercules um, and, and different things, uh, Ben-Ur, you know, well, that kind of goes back in, in the day. You know, I remember my mother watching Ben er you know, and, and him fighting uh, in the in the culture and stuff from way back then. And so you can still find a Ben er movie. Uh, even today, I've seen it advertised on cable. So, no, I'm not aging myself. I'm just saying, you know, that it's out there. <laughs> you can see it, you know, when you watch movies about... Um, um, the Ten Commandments and different thing. You see all of this. And so Athens was given over to that. Now, adultery is the worship of God. Images made of wood, ceramic, metal, you know, um, and they're purchased in stores, flea markets, swap meets, whatever. You know, um, while me and LG were uh, having a pop date, uh, last Saturday, someone approached us with these little trinkets. And little trinkets seem harmless. Here, you want a wristband. You want to put this on. To look like little beads and just go around your, you know. But you need to be careful what you grab and what you put on. You don't know the culture behind it. And so I, I asked a woman, "What's the what's this around your neck?" Because the the image was not that distinguishable. A little potbelly men, little potbelly women around her neck. And so what they were, they were, um, those were little Buddha statues. They were little Buddha statues of women too. They little pot belly women, you know, and, uh, you know, and so you can't get caught up into that. Those are philosophies and not salvation. People are caught up in the worship of philosophies. Uh, Yes, Uh, and so therefore they have statues and images all over the place. Um, six six armed women, um, pot belly men and uh, elephants um, with hats and stuff like that on and a feng shui, a woman standing on dragons and, you know, all these different things and the list gone on, which you, you have seen and, and have been exposed to. And none of that is salvation. A simple definition is the study of basic ideal about knowledge. That's what that stuff is, some of, some of it. Is about that but when you get into the area of praying to those things and acknowledging those things as if those things have power, I, I have to say you're crossing and I'm, I don't say this to be uh, rude to anybody but are you a fool? are you that you fall and bump your head that you carve out an image you buy an image from the store and then you pray to it? if you bought the image, if you carved it out of wood yourself, molded it in shape, shouldn't that image be praying to you? Uh, it can't pray, can it? Oh, that's right. It can't hear. It can't see. It can't talk. So, you know, we should practice using some just some really some common sense. We some of a, you you may have a pet a cat. You may a dog or, or a bird or something, you know, when you talk to them, they talk back. And don't laugh at me, because you know, Butch, my dog Butch, understood what I was saying. It, you know, he understood what I meant. Um, and so, uh, yo, know, when you call your kitten, your kitten comes. Your cat comes. Uh, your 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 dog, your Butch, comes to you. Your bird repeats after you. At least they have a voice, and they have ears and they, and eyes, and they acknowledge you. But they don't worship you. They're dependent on you, but they don't worship you. And so, but people are worshiping things that are not truly alive. Let's use some common sense. Common sense was originally given by God. And so we had to use that as James 1 and 17 says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and coming down from the father of light with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. It is the innate uh, nature, uh, inborn, something natural within us uh, that causes us to want to worship. The Bible says in Genesis 4 and 26, and Seth, to whom also there was born a son, and he called his name Enos. Then men, then began men to call upon the name of the Lord, something within them, that they began to call upon the name of the Lord. And, And so, uh, for a while they were not doing that they were not calling upon the name of the lord uh, and so they began to call upon him there's something within you that make you want to and make you wonder that's what that thought is i wonder if god is real you know uh, you know the bible said the heavens declare the glory of the lord that, that the sure showeth his handiwork the day unto day utter speech and knowledge and, and so there is something that stir us up and say man who made all of this who did all of this that's something within your spirit the spirit man your soul is longing at that point to be in touch with god and not and so people have replaced that with things that they thought someone introduced them to something uh, and it led to adultery and so you need to be careful um, and so uh, In our day, people are not only given to porcelain item, porcelain that they purchase and placed on their shelf, placed on their car dashboard, uh, placed in the counter. You know, you ladies know, you go to get your nails done and you see the little bowl of fruit and that little image sitting there and that little image and peeled the orange and ate half of it and left half of it. And so they got, you know what I'm saying, that image did not touch that orange or those apples or that fruit. It just sit there and rot, and they had to throw it away. And then they put some fresh fruit there. Something's wrong with that. Something is wrong with that picture. So you eat, you move about, and and so in order for that image and stuff to go, you, you got they have to pick it up and carry it with them. Or I said, well, don't move. I I take the Lord along with me. That means that I'm I'm, I'm presently aware. You're presently aware of his presence, but you're not carrying him. Um, He's carrying you. Adam didn't move. Oh, bless your name, Jesus. Adam didn't move. Adam did not say a word. The Bible said that that man was formed from the dust of the ground and uh, he became, and he was just there, just a pile of dirt, just laying there, molded, shaping, and he was just there. Didn't have a thought, didn't have a sense, couldn't do nothing. He was dead, just as dead as anyone else that if you went to the graveyard and dug them up, he was dead. He was just there. And the Bible said the Lord blew into his nostrils and man became a living soul. Awareness came, Uh, the ability to think all everything that was within that breath came and he became he Adam was able to move on his own, at his own will, and the Lord would come, and they would have fellowship in the cool of the day. The voice of the Lord would come. But these images and the things that, that we buy, or things that people buy, and, and you know, and uh, have to carry around, move it. They get ready to move. They gotta. They can't say, "Tell the image to meet me over here." Uh, no, they gotta carry it with them because it's not real. So, you know, but that, it doesn't stop there because today people are caught up in and I'm not against technology because that is my profession. I'm very much involved in technology. And to keep the, the company running, no matter what hour it is, I'm, I'm on call to deal with that. And as long as the system is running good, I don't I don't worry about being disturbed when I at rest. I certainly don't worry about it when I'm at church. Um, thank God that, that the system is running well, but when we talk about technology, we get into Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and other forms of social media that has become such a norm that for some it is I I yes it is uh huh. Oh, but Pastor, I don't worship social media. Listen, when you pay more attention uh, to what is said. When you pay more attention to what's said on Instagram, TikTok, and all of that, uh, you are a, ooh, you are a media whore. Mm, I, I'm, yes, that's right. When you pay more attention and take that as truth, when you have a meltdown over a lack of social media attention, you got issues. When you cannot walk away from it to even take time for the true and living God, you said in church, um, on Instagram, you sitting in church on Facebook, tick, tick, and all of that, that is a problem. That is, uh-huh. You've put that before the Lord and anything we put before the Lord, I don't care if you, if you put together your know, 67 uh, Mustang and you, and you proud of the work that you've done because you rebuilt it and you waxing it and Sunday morning, look, I can't go to church until I get this coat of wax on here. You have put something before the Lord. It doesn't matter. It used to be football and, you know, racing from the service to get to the football game uh, to watch it, you know, and no one's against the sports or anything like that, but don't let things and people and the, the attention of all of this stuff take you away from the intimate relationship that we're supposed to have with God, because once that occurs, you have become a idol worshiper. Need I say more? The 17th verse says, therefore disputed he in the synagogue with the Jews and with the devout persons and in the market daily with them that met with him. Paul knew his commission and authority. uh, Therefore he addressed the people often to show them that Jesus was Lord. Ministers, saints and friends, what are you waiting for? All right, some are waiting for a pulpit. They're not going to say anything to anybody, be a witness to nobody unless they have a pulpit. I, I want to stand behind the podium and and and, and speak like the pastor speaking. And I want people to say amen and all of that. How about reaching out to somebody that don't know the Lord so that they can be exposed to something new? They can be exposed to something that is uh strange to them uh because they hadn't been exposed to it and are exposed to something different just a mere fact that you are ministering to someone else maybe something new something strange something different you need to uh, as as ambassadors for christ what are you waiting for you waiting for an invitation to speak somewhere when there's a whole platform a whole pulpit out there in front of us I still believe in pounding the pavement, speaking, uh, seeking opportunity to talk to others about Jesus Christ. Like Paul, we need to use our time wisely to reach others. I was leaving the service um, Bible class, and before I got in the car, I could hear uh, a loudspeaker going on. It's about seven. You no, know, it's about eight in the afternoon, and. Uh, there was a a Hispanic brother who was out there with the PA system turned on and he was ministering the gospel. And I'm telling you, before I got around the corner, just the mere fact that I heard, and I knew there was a gathering of people there um, buying food and stuff, and and he's across the street. But just the mere fact of of when I heard that PA, I knew somebody was preaching the gospel because that's what we uh, did. Cornerstone would be out there, same thing with um, with the megaphone, and preaching the gospel. And so, you know, when you hear that, when you are exposed to that and it's something that you like that you get excited, you get excited over it too. And I was excited that the minister, the young brother was out there uh, going forth, uh, ministering the word of God. And so we ought to use, we ought to take the, the time and pound the pavement too. And speak to others about Jesus Christ, use our time wisely. The Bible said, then certain philosophers of the Epicureans and of the uh, Stoics encountered him. See, somebody heard what he was saying and, and, and engaged him. And some said, What will this babbler say? And so, a babbler, uh, what they considered a babbler, according to what, um, from what the studies is that. Uh, someone that just picked up things, you know, like a bird picking up a seed and flying all over the place, uh, spitting it out, pooping it out, you know, a babbler. That's what they considered a babbler. And so that's what they was calling Paul, a babbler. He even picked up something strange and he even brought it our way. Uh, others, he seemed to be a set forth of strange gods, you know, uh, because he preached unto them Jesus and the resurrection. Now they had a problem, the Greek uh, mythology had a problem with resurrection. Uh, because they believe that you went into the shadow world. And usually you see that as far as uh, when you're watching movies or seeing something about Egyptian culture where they talk about the shadow world. But the Greeks also uh, believed in that. And so they didn't believe in the resurrection. Um, and so the impact of him talking, uh, taking the initiative to insert himself into their conversation uh, caused that reaction. And so uh, they began to question they began to ask questions. They tried to figure it out because it was something new. It was something strange. It was different. The Bible goes on to say, and they took him and brought him before their leader, someone that was, I guess, a senior uh, philosopher, uh, and that is Errol Pate, saying, may we know what this new doctrine is. Uh, therefore wherefore thou speak it is paul let us know what this is what are you talking about man and you know so they had him before a senior person and so uh, uh for thou bringest certain strange things it's something we've never heard before you know uh, to our ears we want to know therefore what these things mean what do you mean jesus is lord uh what do you mean he's the true and living god what do you mean that that he's sovereign you know, we have all these other gods around us that we've been praying. What do you mean uh, that that we're we're talking to uh st- What do you mean? Help us to understand because uh, he didn't stir, not only was Paul stirred up, now he has stirred them up. It's good to be stirred up. It is good to stir up other people. I, I hope you're stirred up. I hope your mind, your heart is stirred to do the will of God, to live, save, and to know that every that, that every day is a blessed benefit to live, save unto the Lord, and to have the knowledge of the truth. Not just know it, but you're living it. And Paul was living, um, he was living the moment by exercising his authority in, in the commission that he had. We need to exercise the authority and the commission that we have. Wherefore thou bringest strange things unto our ears. You know, someone uh, may have grown up in church, but when you start speaking to them about the word of God and God start giving you what to say at that moment, uh, it will stir up their heart. It may be strange to their ears because they're being exposed again to something that they've forgotten about. We need to know, and they'll ask uh, what these things mean. Help, help me to understand. They may even have been brought up under false teaching. And therefore, now you're exposing them to sovereign God, and they want to know what these things mean. The Bible said, for all Athens and strangers which were there, spent their time in nothing else, but to either tell or to hear some new thing. Saints and friends, I I want to employ you to tell someone this week something new. I want to implore you this week to tell someone something. They might seem strange to them. Something different that they didn't know that will spark their interest in the Lord. Tell them something. Don't let time go by and slip away that you're not ministering and telling others about their soul salvation. Pray and ask for wisdom how to do that. You, you have friends, you have relatives that, that are watching you. They're watching you and they want to know, are you still saved? They want to know because some, some, some is not talking about saying anything. They just going on from day to day, just living, just keeping alive, keeping things to themselves. And that is not the reason that we're here. It's not about us keeping uh, the gospel to ourselves. It's about us sharing the word of God, taking the opportunity, taking a moment to share the word. Listen, I hope something has been said that's going to help you, that it certainly will spark your interest, something that uh, may have been new to you, may seem strange or different this evening, uh, but that it is all the word of God pointing you to Jesus Christ. But the Bible said that that, uh, that we can't go up any other way except through him. And so this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. I hope to see you in service or see you caught up. Until then be blessed and rest in the Lord. Remember the songs featured are respectively the property of our psalmist, the artists and their producers. God bless you. Tune in Sunday morning as we get into the book of Revelation. Amen. blessed